Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Bill Williamson. This is Silver and Black Pride. This is our off-season weekly show. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Just a couple more weeks and we'll be at uh, the NFL Draft. Check out Silver and Black Pride daily multiple NFL Draft stories and features and whatnot. Well, you know... I'm excited about this uh, segment. Last week we didn't have a lot to talk about. We got some news, and I, I like our topics. And what's what do I say? I like to give you all the tidbits I can. I don't, I don't get everything, but this is my job. This is your passion. You don't have time to feed that passion because you got life and work and family and stuff, and this is my job. So uh, let's get to it. First, talking about. A new old Raider, Carl Joseph. You know, I mean, if you told me that he was the safety that they were going to bring in this offseason, I'd be like, unexpected. He's okay. I mean, I, I don't think there's any great answer. Um, you know, in, in Gus Bradley's defense, there's a pronounced free and pronounced strong safeties, and that's not usually the case in today's NFL. Most of them are interchangeable. Um, I don't know if I would say that Carl Joseph is a, a true Gus Bradley free safety. Um, I don't think it changes the Raiders' needs or desires at safety early in the draft. So you can talk about the draft and defensive Backs and you know the Raiders need a defensive, uh, a cornerback, a veteran cornerback. Richard Sherman's been connected for months, well before Francie start. He's st still out there. He's one of the biggest names on the market. He said last week, "Hey, look," and he's serving as his own agent. This is a very bright guy, Stanford guy, of course. He said on a podcast, "I'm probably a guy who's going to be signed after the draft." And I think a lot of guys at this point are going to be signed after the draft. Um, is, is there going to be much money for him? I don't know. Um, we'll see. You know, he can still go back to Seattle. Raiders still a possibility. So we'll, we'll kind of revisit that in a few weeks. You know, last week news came out about Colton Miller's contract, and there was a nine million dollar hit this year. It was very unusual. Now, the, the flip side is in future years, maybe spread it around some other places, but the, the cap is going to get bigger anyway, so, I mean, everybody's going to have some some flexibility. I just don't know why, the, I mean, the Raiders cost themselves nine extra million dollars where they didn't have to do that this year's cap, and they still have needs, and they still have a, a draft class to and they, they gave Andre James a little money, too, this year that they didn't have to do. So, it's just interesting. Is, is it a rip? No, I don't know if it's a rip. It's just, it's, it's just an interesting way that they chose to do it. So, we'll see how it goes. That's a, hey, John Gruden gets questioned a lot about things that he's done, you know, decisions, trades, giving a backup running back $5 million, whatever. There's a lot of it. My only answer to it is to kind of shrug and say, we'll see. We're going to find out all of these answers eventually. 
and we'll see if they work. If not, you don't win and you lose your job. And if they work, you win and you keep your job. So it's pretty freaking simple. We will see. Um, some people are talking about best available athlete players on the draft boards. Some people say that's what they pick. Some go need. Um, I think you go best available player within reason. You have a short list. And you have a list of guys that you think will work. And a lot of it's kind of neat, but if you go just straight biggest need, you may be taking a guy, there's not enough value there. So I think best available player within time, talk about whatever I want, really. Um, I got a pet peeve. I got a couple pet peeves. I've told you about a few of them. You know, I hate people being called the GOAT. Like, you know, like, hey, the goat, the goat. No, there's no freaking goat. There's one goat. That's it. That's why it's the greatest of all time. It's not the, you know, the 12 best running backs this year. The goat. No, no freaking goat. There's one goat. There can't be 72 goats, okay? Um, I don't like off-season workout photos, tweets, Instagrams. Who gives a shit that you're working out? Every NFL player is working out. And then fans get all excited. Oh, hey! Johnny Jockstrapper, third string linebacker, is working out like a son of a gun. Yeah, everybody in the NFL is working out. Who gives a crap? Just to... Who, you know, hey guys, we all have we all proud about certain things, and we're all you know some guys got egos. Cool, put it out, but don't buy it. Holy crap, this dude is working out on April thirteenth. What a fucking stud this guy is! Come on, they're all doing it. Oh, by the way, you may have noticed a couple of uh, expletives um, as part of the uh, perk of my newfound eyesight is I know how to work the the board now on my podcast and you know I'm getting things in and I found the dirty button so I can I'm not going to swear all the time I'm going to swear once in a while but now that I know I can take off the clean button and I can put expletives on there I'm using it once in a while so if you don't like it hey we're all adults. We're going to have to live with it. I'm not going to change if I get a complaint. But I'm not going to overdo it. But there you go. When I get heated, I'll, I'll let it fly. The filter's off, as it were. Seeing is a beautiful thing. Anyways, yeah, so there you go. Another thing I was wondering about is that there's been talks about Well, some NFL coaches, and there was talk that one owner in the top ten, didn't say who it was, wasn't really big on taking players who opted out of the 2020 season. Because that question is, do they love football? And I wonder, John Gruden is one of those guys. I mean, you know, we all know that he's we love football type of guy. He says that. I want guys that love football. Mike Mayock says, I, lo I want guys that love football. So if they believe that guys who opted out last year may not love football, 
I wonder if that takes away some of those guys. Micah Parsons on that list, Slater's on the top guys on the list. Uh, we'll see. It's just an interesting food for thought. My opinion on it is I'd give those guys a break if there's if people can re you can get people to really swear how much they love and you can see how hard they worked while they were on tape private previously to last year. Because you know what? Last year was screwed up, man. And a lot of conferences and a lot of schools didn't know what the hell they were doing. And 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 there was you know, the NFL was pretty organized and solid, but this was getting into August, September, and a lot of schools didn't know what, what the hell was going on. And they played up screwed up schedules and so I'm gonna give you know, some conferences said they weren't gonna play and then they're gonna play and so I'm gonna give the dudes that opted out a break. And those they opted out to get prepared for the NFL season in a more structured way. Sure, it was on their own, but it was agents and it was in a pro program. They didn't know if there was going to be a college program, so I would give those dudes a break. But that's just me. Um, so far, after free agency, the betting world doesn't really love the Raiders. Our friends at DraftKings partners of SB Nation. Um, have a win total of 7.5. That's a little, yeah, on a 17-game schedule. That's saying they're expecting a, a slight reduction Six from last year. They're 8-8. Eight eight. 60 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 28 to 1 to win the AFC, 13 to 1, along with the Denver Broncos, to, who we'll be talking about in a minute here, um, to win the AFC West. So what, what do you think about those odds? You know, not a lot of real love for the Raiders. Um, Mike Silver of NFL.com, uh, NFL Media, um, talked last week about Javion Clowney maybe being a good fit for the Raiders. I don't know where they're going to get the money. Um, he's the type of guy that's tried to hold out for as much money as he can. That good for him. Do it what you want. Um, he's taking a visit to the Browns this week, so we'll see. But I don't, maybe, is Clowney a fit? Well, maybe if he's still available after the draft, we'll see. There's been word from Las Vegas from officials that they fully expect a full stadium this season. And we've talked a little bit about that, and they, they're they hosting a big soccer event, um, a Gold Cup final. I don't know much about soccer in early August, and they expect to have fans there. There's a Garth Brooks concert July 10th at, at Allegiant that they expect a full house there. This is starting to look like it's going to happen, and God dang it, it makes me uh, tear up. makes me excited, and I'm sure you're excited too. Let's all meet there this year, right? Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills, and this is more of a county, of Erie County in New York, but... They're going to say, that, hey, we're going to be fully open for this season. But everybody who sits down in this stadium is going to have to have proof of vaccination. Now, in California right now, for sporting events and concerts, the plan is either fully vaccinated or proof of a three-day or less negative COVID test. But bills, they're, not, they're taking the COVID test thing out, so it's all vaccination. This isn't a political talk. This isn't an opinion talk. Everybody has their own opinion. 
I've got one vaccination. I got one more to go. I'm happy about that. Um, but if I have plenty of friends that aren't interested, I respect that too. Everybody has their own choice. And I think sometimes we lose that in the way this country is right now is nobody's respecting anybody else's opinion. But the point is, It's going to be vaccination and O for a lot of NFL cities, I would think. So, something to keep in mind. Again, not that wasn't a political statement. That was just factual. So, if you're getting pissed, don't be pissed at me. Be pissed at me for other stuff. Um, anyways, you know a name that, you know, I think we forgot about a little bit. And the Raiders are going to want to see something from this dude this year. Tanner Muse. Tanner Muse. Third round pick last year. Didn't play. Hurt. Disappointment in in training camp. You know, maybe they can get something out of this guy. Maybe. But it just seems like we've kind of forgot him. So Tanner Muse. I might write about him a little bit. Um, a really, really interesting news story going on right now. And I... I suggest uh, we have a story about it on Silver Black Pride. I suggest you check it out. As I'm, you know, it's little after five on Tuesday. It's gonna podcast is gonna be out tonight. It's gonna be on the website in the morning. Um, I think my these three teams are gonna be updated by the time you hear this. But as of now, the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have all said they're going to boycott the off-season workout programs, the in-person off-season off work, workout programs. They want it to be virtual like it was last year. Coaches are going to be pissed. Coaches are pissed, I'm sure. Uh, Las Vegas Review-Journal reported that the Raiders are going to meet about it as a team tomorrow, Wednesday. So we should get some news on that. We'll see. But hey... The NFLPA is pushing these guys to do it, so it's almost like, uh, almost it'd be almost like crossing the strike barrier if you don't. It's gonna be very interesting. You already seen, you know, unnamed agents saying, "Hey, if if a guy has a workout bonus off, because this is voluntary, but if a guy has a bonus, or if I have a young guy who I think could take advantage of it, I'm gonna tell him to go." So how many people are gonna be at these workouts? I don't know. Coaches are gonna be pissed. Gruden's gonna be really pissed. He wants his guys there. Bottom line is, the, it worked last year virtually. It wasn't perfect, but it worked. The product last year was fine. Some young guys hurt, but these players—they're not—they're going to take what they can get, especially after a 17-game schedule is coming out. They're going to try to fight for what they can get. And again, this is not my opinion. This is just what's going on. So. We may, see, we may never see in-person off-seasons again. It might be all virtual. But I don't know. But it's fascinating and it's a big story right now. So, And we should, we should be hearing more and more. And I wouldn't be surprised if I stopped this podcast and more teams are coming out. So again, we should get Raider news on this soon. And, and again, if... If, if, if that does happen, I wouldn't take it as, oh, these guys don't love football, or they're screwing us. They're just looking out for themselves. And again, last year, it worked out fine. So, there you go. 
I don't pay a lot of attention to a lot of mock drafts because there's just so many of them and it makes your head spin, right? But if there's an interesting one, I'll write about it and I'll talk about it. Jonathan Jones at CBS Sports had an interesting one today. He had the Raiders going up from 17 to 14, sending 17 and 79, the one they got in the Ronnie Hutchin trade, to go get J.C. Horn, the... Uh, the South Carolina cornerback, son of uh, former Saints uh, receiver Joe Horn. A lot of people think Horn is the best corner in this class. That'd be wild. The Raiders would be giving up. Because remember, they again, they, they gave up Rodney Hudson for 79. They gave, they gave 79 and a seventh rounder for Hudson. So if they made that trade, it would be... It would be... 17 Hudson and a 7th rounder to go three spots to take another freaking cornerback. And they've taken cornerbacks a lot. And recently in the draft, they haven't had success at it. You know, they took one in the first round last year, took one in the second round the year before, took one in the first round in, in 17. That would be a hell of a story. I don't know. A, a hell of a story. But again, it's just a mock draft with something to talk about, whereas we sit 16 days before the draft. So, hey, I really like the show. I like all our shows. Sometimes they're short, and I don't people complain about that. Well, any podcast, hey, I'm not going to sit here and bore you. If I got something to say, I got something to say. If I got something to say in 10 minutes, I'm going to say it in 10 minutes. I don't care. I, I'll just sit, do what I want, and if you like it, cool. And if not, well, you'll probably listen again anyways. So you can bitch about it, and that's cool. But I think we had a good show. Thank you, guys. I hope you appreciate it. I appreciate you. This is Bill Williamson. Uh, This is Silver Black Pride's podcast. Talk to you soon. Take care.